0: Before we look at today's episode, have you subscribed to our paid episodes yet? If no, kindly subscribe if you love the Infographics Show cell phones made in Latin America, supply chains contained in the Western Hemisphere, Asian companies fleeing to Mexico. These are some of China's worst nightmares, and unfortunately for Beijing, everything we've just listed will likely happen. Over the past two decades, whenever you look at where a product was produced, the same three words stared back at you. Made in China. But this might not be the case for much longer. In a few years, you could be checking the back of your most prized possessions and see the words, Made in Mexico. Will this economic shift bring China to its knees? Could Mexico become a dominant player in a global economy? Let's find out! There are several key reasons why Mexico has become a prominent player in global manufacturing recently. Some of it has to do with external factors such as rising tensions between China and the US, along with massive supply chain issues due to the COVID-19 pandemic and Russia's war in Ukraine. However, there are also some key aspects of Mexico's society and its geography that have allowed the nation to secure its position as an up-and-coming economic power in the future. Foreign investments and businesses have flocked to Mexico when they once looked to China for much of their supply and manufacturing. There are four main reasons why there's so much talk of Mexico one day replacing China as a key manufacturer for companies worldwide. The first is that Mexico is in a prime location. The second is that it can provide stability where others can't. The third is because the country has a large labor pool and low wages. And the fourth is that Mexico has the flexibility other nations don't. The rise of Mexico as a contender to China began several years ago, however the history of Mexico as a major trade partner and an ally of the US goes back much further. And since the US has the largest economy in the world, with a GDP of around $23.3 trillion a year, this is a big deal. The foundation of the relationship between Mexico and the US got off to a rocky start. The Mexican-American War, or Guerra de 1847, came to an end when the Treaty of Guadalupe-Hidalgo was signed on February 2nd, 1848. Mexico was given approximately $18 million in compensation from the United States, and the US received Texas, California, Nevada, Utah, New Mexico, most of Arizona, and Colorado, along with parts of Oklahoma, Kansas, and Wyoming. Needless to say, this wasn't exactly a fair deal. After the war, the governments of the two nations remained somewhat indifferent to one another, but economic trade and ties quickly began to form between the two neighbors. Between 1882 and 1910, US railroad companies recruited workers from Mexico as labor shortages sprung up across the United States. This was partly thanks to the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882, which stopped immigration from China at the time. It's estimated that more than 16,000 Mexicans were working on the railroads during the early 20th century and made up as much as 60% of the US railway workforce. So, even after 100 years, there were disputes and shifting power balances between the United States, China, and Mexico. The situation today is much different than that of the past, but the economies of all three nations have always been somewhat intertwined. In 1965, the end of the temporary worker program in the United States resulted in hundreds of thousands of migrant workers going back to Mexico. The Mexican government established a large-scale industrial development program that was focused on manufacturing near the US-Mexico border to allow for easy movement of goods and components between the countries. These facilities were called maquiladoras, or assembly plants, and employed severely underpaid Mexican laborers to build goods for the US market. There was a huge influx of workers from southern Mexico that headed north to work in the maquiladoras, and by 1992 around 500,000 people were employed at the assembly plants, which produced around 19 billion dollars worth of goods and services, or around 40 percent of Mexico's total exports. This move to grow the economic output of Mexico through the maquiladoras became known as the Mexican miracle, and resulted in sustained economic growth of between 3 and 4 percent for almost three decades. It is this foundation that would eventually lead Mexico to where it is today, who, to put it bluntly, is stealing contracts and business away from China. On January 1, 1994, the North American Free Trade Agreement or NAFTA was signed and went into effect. This started a 15-year process of dismantling tariffs and levies between the Mexican and United States and Canadian governments. The agreement greatly increased the cooperation between the US and Mexico. There were many societal problems that stemmed from NAFTA, but economists generally agree the deal did help with economic growth by nearly tripling North American trade. NAFTA played a major role in helping the Mexican economy grow and allowing it to be in the unique position it is today. There's a lot to unpack between the United States and Mexico, especially when it comes to border policies and cultural differences, but that's a topic for another time. What's important to know is that after NAFTA, the US and Mexico changed leaders several times, but trade and economic cooperation between the two nations continued. Then in 2020, the United States-Mexico-Canada agreement replaced NAFTA, further solidifying and extending the free trade agreement between the three nations. The relationship between the US and Mexican governments is built around economic gains, with each nation looking out for itself. What this means is that when the US benefits, Mexico benefits, and vice versa. We can use this fact to springboard to how things are beginning to go very badly for China and why Mexico is benefiting so greatly from their losses. As of 2023, Mexico has become the United States' leading trade partner, beating both Canada and China for the top spot. Approximately $263 billion worth of goods passed between the US-Mexico border for the first four months of 2023. Mexican exports to the US totaled around $157 billion, while exports from US to Mexico reached $107 billion. 15.4% of all US trade was done with Mexico, followed by 15.2% with Canada, and 12% with China. These numbers are intriguing because in 2022, 7.5% of all US exports were imported by China, and 16.5% of total US imports came from China. China was actually the US's leading trade partner since 2014 when it took the number one spot from Canada. 2023 is one of the few times Mexico has been the top trade partner of the US in recent history, but this might become the new norm. There are two major factors that have led to Mexico replacing China as the US's top trade partner. The first is the clash between the two titans. Washington DC and Beijing have always been at odds with one another. Their relationship is built on economic gains, but their ideologies could not be more different. The second is the growth of Mexico as an economic power. Let's start by discussing what happened between China and the US, and how it led to Mexico getting a leg up. Trade between the United States and China began to run into trouble in 2018 when President Donald Trump's administration started to enact tariffs on Chinese imports as punishment for Beijing and Chinese companies that were stealing US intellectual property. In response, China implemented its own tariffs on US goods. This pissing match went back and forth for a while, resulting in around $335 billion in trade or around 66.4% of China's exports to the US being subject to tariffs. The average US tariff on Chinese goods is approximately 19.3%, while Beijing has settled on an average tariff of 21.2% on American goods, according to the World Trade Organization. The result of this tariff war was an 8.5% reduction in trade from China to the US, and a 26.3% reduction in trade from the US to China. And since the Biden administration hasn't rolled back any of the tariffs imposed by Trump, it allowed both Canada and Mexico to once again vie for the top trade position with the largest economy in the world, it's become too expensive for many U.S. companies to import products from China and keep their costs competitive. This has resulted in many businesses looking elsewhere to secure goods and labor, which has only exacerbated China's decrease in trade with the U.S. As of May 2023, the United States has carried out $68.7 billion worth of trade in Mexico, $67.6 billion with Canada, and $46.6 billion with China. This accounts for 15.9 percent, 15.7 percent, and 10.8 percent respectively of total trade done with the US. COVID-19 put the final nail in the coffin for the US-China trade relations when supply chain issues started to develop as global shipping and logistics became paralyzed by the pandemic. It is possible that the tariffs, pandemic, and supply chain issues created the perfect storm which could lead to the fall of the Chinese manufacturing economy and the rise of Mexico. Before we dive into what Mexico has been doing to overtake China as the US's top trade partner, we need to discuss how China may actually be its own worst enemy. For decades, China has been able to outcompete much of the global competition for low-cost manufacturing. This brought huge amounts of investment and money into the country, which allowed its economy to grow rapidly. However, the result of this influx of cash meant that China and its people were becoming wealthier, which led to many workers expecting higher pay. Over the course of two decades, the income and GDP per capita in China rose tenfold quality of life within its borders improved, and a middle class developed. But as China found success and its citizens started to expect higher pay, manufacturing costs began to rise. It made sense for foreign companies to do business with China when it was cost-effective, but for some this was no longer the case. Which is why companies are now looking elsewhere to find cheaper labor, and one country that stands out above all the rest is Mexico. Let's now look at how much is being invested in Mexico and what this influx of business has done to improve the country's economy and the manufacturing capabilities. The industries receiving the most investments in Mexico are the pharmaceutical and automotive sectors, followed by the food industry. Companies are also looking at Mexico to secure mining rights and access to basic metals. Prime examples of this influx of foreign businesses are Ford, investing $260 million to build a new global technology and business center in Mexico, and Volkswagen, investing nearly $763 million in an electric vehicle plant in the country. In November 2022, Economy Minister Raquel Buenrostro Sanchez announced that more than 400 North American companies have the intention of relocating from Asia to Mexico. So it is clear that there has been a shift in where companies, especially from the US, are doing business. But it isn't just Western firms that are moving to Mexico. Chinese corporations are also moving to Mexico to take advantage of the nation's key assets and to provide greater access to North American markets. It's been reported that Chinese investment into Mexico increased from $154 million in 2016 before the Trump administration to $271 million. This was nearly a 50% increase in response to the US threatening China with tariffs the following year. By 2021, Chinese companies invested $492.5 million in Mexico as the country's allure became harder and harder to ignore. Now let's get into how Mexico is replacing China, at least in several aspects of the global market. As mentioned earlier, there are four main reasons why this is happening. They are location, geopolitical stability, labor pool, and flexibility. We'll examine each one and analyze how these factors have contributed to Mexico becoming one of the most crucial economies in the world. Location Mexico's proximity to the US gives it a huge advantage over other nations around the world when it comes to foreign investment. For the US, Mexico provides an excellent alternative to China in terms of production and manufacturing. The proximity of Mexico has allowed for what's called near-shoring. Basically, this is moving supply chains, manufacturing, and trade closer to home. And for the United States, it does not get much closer than Mexico. The theory is that by nearshoring, countries can mitigate lag time in deliveries and reduce the impact of unforeseen global events on supply chains. The shift to conducting more business with Mexico was sped up by the need to procure crucial goods and materials to keep the US economy going during and after the pandemic. China could produce all the goods it wanted, but since the average container ship takes between 15 and 30 days to reach the US, many businesses, especially those that are waiting on key components or parts, have been looking for other alternatives. Then there's the fact that almost all shipping was shut down during the pandemic, and backed up supply took months to unload. This problem could have been averted if US businesses relied on Mexico as their main supplier and business partner, and not only would the goods be closer, but also much easier to ship. Just to put this into perspective, China's busiest port in Shanghai is 6,500 miles or 10,500 kilometers from Los Angeles, where most Asian goods enter the US. Ford's car plant in Hermosillo, Sonora, Mexico is only 664 miles or 1,068 kilometers from Los Angeles and takes under 12 hours to reach by truck. So getting goods and resources from Mexico to the United States is not only faster, but cheaper as well. And this is just one example. There are countless manufacturers facilities across Mexico, some of which are only miles from the US border. The possibility for US companies to significantly shrink the distance between where their products are produced by moving to Mexico seems like a no-brainer. In fact, goods manufactured in Mexico can be loaded on a truck and be anywhere in the US within five days. The only way Chinese imports could make it to the US in five days would be if they were loaded onto a cargo plane and flown across the Pacific. This is just not a cost-effective way of doing business. Another advantage that Mexico has due to its proximity to the US is increased reliability. Businesses know their products from Mexico will almost always be delivered on time. Those same goods coming from China could run into all kinds of delays, from bad weather during the ocean crossing to problems and holdups at port. There's a much higher risk for products to arrive late when coming from Asia than if they're thrown into a truck in Mexico and driven across the border. But the US is not the only country that benefits from the location of Mexico. Since it is so close to the United States, Mexico's policies and government structure has been influenced by the superpower to its north over time. This can be seen as either good or bad, but the fact of the matter is that politically speaking, Mexico is much more aligned with Western democracies than China is. This means that some governments are more willing to do business with Mexico just on principle. Mexico is also closer to the growing economies in South America, which means Mexican exports arrive much quicker than if they are procured from Asia. Then there's the World Trade Bridge or Puente Internacional Comercio Mundial that connects Laredo, Texas to Nuevo León, Mexico. What makes this bridge so special is that it's eight lanes wide for commercial use only. Basically, it's a gateway for goods and products to cross between Mexico and the United States. Around 6,000 trucks use the World Trade Bridge to enter the US every single day. The bridge and connecting infrastructure allows for easy transportation and delivery. These goods can then be sold, used in manufacturing facilities, or even shipped to the rest of the world. Before we move on to the next advantage Mexico has, it's worth mentioning that some companies prefer doing business in Mexico because they can keep a closer eye on manufacturing and distribution. An example of this has to do with compliance over environmental, social, and corporate goals. Companies like Patagonia pride themselves on only sourcing sustainable materials and partnering with businesses that can manufacture their products ethically while also treating workers fairly. This is why, rather than procuring cheap cotton from places like the Xinjiang region of China, where reports of child and slave labor have come to light, companies will buy materials from Mexico or other parts of the world. Having supply chains located in Mexico, US companies can more easily monitor all stages of how their products are being made. The same could be said for companies outside the US who set up their manufacturing centers in Mexico. The Chinese government isn't always the most forthcoming or cooperative when it comes to foreign entities. However, the Mexican government will not actively hinder investigations by companies looking into their investments in the same way Beijing does, and this leads us to our next reason why Mexico could replace China as a global leading manufacturer. Geopolitical Stability The disputes and political problems the United States has with China are one of the main reasons that Mexico is becoming a dominant player in the global economy. Some analysts predict the tariffs and the unsteady relationship between Washington and Beijing may result in no fewer than 10 years of steady economic growth for Mexico. The United Nations estimates that around $27 billion of lost trade between the US and China has been picked up by Mexico. It should come as no surprise that the US and many Western powers are concerned about Beijing's expansionist rhetoric and steps the Chinese government's taking to extend its power and influence around the world. Unsurprisingly, the single-party authoritarian rule of Xi Jinping is not the ideal form of government for Western democracies to do business with. However, since Mexico's political system is much more aligned with their own, the West might see it as a safer option to conduct business with Mexico City rather than Beijing. Then there's the fact that Chinese leadership has continued to double down on their claims to Taiwan. This has many governments on edge, as Taiwan is the leading manufacturer of semiconductors. Most governments don't formally recognize Taiwan's independence, but conducts business with Taipei knowing full well it's a sovereign nation. If China were to invade and incorporate Taiwan into its borders, the consequences could be disastrous. This has many companies on edge, as an invasion of Taiwan would inevitably lead to sanctions and could possibly lead to war. Either way, supply chains from China to the rest of the world would be impacted. Blockades and embargoes could keep goods from leaving Chinese ports, putting many companies dependent on Chinese goods in a treacherous position. However, doing business in Mexico doesn't come with the same risk. The geopolitical stances of the Mexican government are much more aligned with the West than Beijing. If in a worst-case scenario China invades Taiwan, business in Mexico will likely continue as usual. Companies that procure their goods from Mexico wouldn't have to worry nearly as much about delays. The peace of mind is enough for some businesses to pull their production out of China and set up shop in Mexico. Perhaps the biggest factor that could result in Mexico replacing China as the world's go-to manufacturing center is this next point- low wages and large workforce. The reason that businesses in the United States and Europe haven't just brought the manufacturing of goods to their own shores is that it's just too expensive. These developed economies have a well-established middle class and labor laws in places that make mass-producing goods a lot less lucrative than outsourcing the process and paying workers in a foreign country a lot less. It's just how capitalism works. The cheaper something can be made, the more profit there is. Companies will almost always do whatever it takes to increase profit, even if it means outsourcing their product and taking advantage of people desperate for work. The Mexican Social Security Institute reported that in 2021 the average income in Mexico was approximately 16,449.22 pesos per month- that translates to about 820 US dollars. The average monthly income for a worker in the United States in 2021 was around $3,000, which is over three times as much as a worker in Mexico. Now there are a lot more people who live in poverty and are unemployed in Mexico than in the US, which means that not only are wages much lower, but unethical practices sometimes occur. The minimum wage in Mexico is 207.44 pesos, or $11.54 a day. So, although the reported data suggests that Mexican workers make the equivalent of $820 a month, the reality is most workers are probably only bringing in about $230 a month. But when it comes to the manufacturing industry, the statistics change slightly. It's reported that the average income for workers in factories is $3.50 an hour, which is 20-40% to less than China. Even with lower wages, quality control in Mexico has proven to be more reliable than China. So moving production to Mexico could be a win-win for some companies that aren't specializing in complicated manufacturing processes like high-end electronics. In fact, the cheap cost of labor in Mexico is actually drawing Chinese companies to its competitor. Outside of the small city of Salinas, Victoria in Nuevo León, a gigantic project to build manufacturing centers has begun. The industrial park was funded through a Mexico-China joint cooperation deal and is named Hofusan Industrial Park. Recently, Chinese companies such as Hisense, Kuka Home, Manhua, and Sunon have opened manufacturing centers at Hofusan to take advantage of cheap labor and low costs. Around 44 different Asian companies opened manufacturing spaces in Mexico in 2022 alone. This has just added to the already large number of foreign countries, such as Japan, South Korea and the United States, who are already utilizing the Mexican workforce for their manufacturing capabilities. And as more and more manufacturing is moved to Mexico, wages will start to increase, attracting more and more experienced workers. Since wages have a ways to go until they catch up to the pay rates in China and other parts of the world, there's wiggle room for companies to offer increased incentives to their best workers. FLEXIBILITY Although geopolitical stability is an important aspect of why companies are moving their manufacturing to Mexico, the flexibility that the country provides to its companies is also very attractive. In China, the state has its hands in everything. This means it can be difficult for some businesses to work in the country or manufacture their products the way they see fit. This is less of a problem in Mexico. Some companies, especially in the United States, may be willing to pay more for the manufacturing process in Mexico in return for more supply chain flexibility and confidence in delivery times. With the way things are headed, it seems as if the Mexican economy will continue to grow, and manufacturing there might become more costly in the future. But as long as products and goods are continuously pumped out without disruption, businesses will continue to make a profit. The reality is that even though some resources and aspects of doing business in Mexico can be more expensive than in China, Western companies are willing to pay a premium to have the flexibility to diversify their manufacturing locations. For US companies, Mexico offers much more flexibility because of its location. Around 40% of the materials used in the production process of goods in Mexico come from the United States. This is beneficial for quality control purposes and provides an economic boost to the country itself. Conversely, only 4% of products made in China utilize parts made in the US. The question then becomes, why would the US continue to trade with China when there is an extra economic incentive to work with Mexico? The answer is, it won't, which is why we've seen a reduction in the amount of trade being done between the US and China. The fact of the matter is that manufacturing in Mexico is better for US companies, the US economy, and therefore, the American people. It's worth noting that there are some major problems in Mexico that they still need to overcome if it ever hopes to be as large a manufacturer as China. The first is corruption. Mexico rates 128 out of 180 on the Corruption Perception Index, which is not great. Until the government can get organized crime and the cartels under control, corrupt public officials and the negative perception of Mexico by the outside world will remain unchanged. Mexico also needs to modify its infrastructure and expand its shipping capabilities if it hopes to compete with China. Out of the 50 busiest seaports in the world, none are in Mexico. The largest port in Mexico, the Port of Manzanillo, does six times less business than Los Angeles ports. Infrastructure such as roads and railways also need to be improved and developed to allow companies to move goods across the mountains, deserts, and thick jungles of Mexico. So, will Mexico replace China as the manufacturing capital of the world? Probably not anytime soon. There's little doubt that Mexico has a lot going for it, and its economy will continue to grow as more and more companies opt to move their manufacturing to the country. However, China is still a powerhouse. It dominates production in Asia and ships goods across the planet. It's also become the main supplier of huge markets in Africa and South America. What it comes down to is that China might not even care that Mexico's encroaching on the manufacturing side of things. China's become wealthy enough to diversify its businesses, meaning it doesn't have to rely solely on manufactured goods to grow its economy. Countries like India and Vietnam are now producing a lot of products for companies around the world, including China, due to their low labor costs and developed supply chains. And no matter how badly the US wants to get away from China, it just can't. The two economies have become so intertwined and reliant on one another that if either nation cut the other off, it would lead to the economic collapse of countries. However, this isn't to say that the US won't eventually become less and less reliant on China as it turns to Mexico for more of its manufacturing needs. Although it might take time, this seems to be the most likely outcome. China isn't going anywhere. Mexico is almost certainly going to see more businesses coming to its shores for manufacturing incentives, but China will remain a dominant economic and political power. People who live in the United States and Canada will likely see more and more products with Made in Mexico on them, and fewer that come from China. However, the same cannot be said for the rest of the world. The Mexican economy will grow thanks to its location, stability, and cheap labor, but it's an almost certainty the Chinese economy will continue to grow as well. Now, watch Why China Will Never Be a Global Superpower, or check out what countries would look like after World War III. I'd like you all to take some few seconds to give us a five star rating. Thanks.